Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we got a special day. We had Brooke Lopez on the podcast not too long ago. We said, Brooke Lopez, when you're getting close to the finals, we are going to be at a game. We are going to have our lightsabers out because he's a big Star Wars fan. And BJ, how are we going to celebrate this, man? This was the Brooke Lopez game last night. 33 points. 33 points. (laughs) Brooke Lopez. A huge Star Wars fan, <laughs> a huge Marvel fan, please, a DC please, comic fan. Please tell me you have a lightsaber. Oh, of course. We got to. We have to. So in honor of Brooke Lopez, here we are. May the force be with you. Mace Windu, lightsaber Ooh. for Brooke Lopez. So I will be having an honor of Brooke Lopez. And I know Brooke is listening. Yes. This is for you. Incredible game. Mm. Amazing game. He's about to go with one more win to the NBA Finals. Yes. So in honor of Brooke Lopez, may the force be with you, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. The force was strong uh, in this game with the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, for the listeners at home that can't see BJ, he does, in fact, have the purple Mace Windu lightsaber. And he he is flexing on everybody right now because I, I don't know how many are out there in the world, BJ. I don't know how you got your hands on that. Oh, this is for Brooke. This is all for Brooke. This is uh, this is all for Brooke. You know. I, I think if we go. Uh, oh yeah. Oh oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Can you, can you guys hear that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is that? this is a quality lightsaber. Oh this yeah. Is, this is. This is a real deal. You know, this is a real deal, you know. (laughs) Well, if we go back to Milwaukee, uh, you know, I think BJ and I have to go at some point with the lightsabers. I'll go full Obi-Wan. I'll go with the blue lightsaber. Oh, you'll go with the blue. Uh, I'll go with the blue. blue. I would get the blue one over here, but you know what? It's it's all about about Mace right now. It's all about Mace. Yeah, exactly. Welcome back. Uh, You know, different Mace, but same kind of theme. Uh, We're happy to be back talking about NBA basketball. Last night in this game, game five, that we're talking about Bucks, Hawks. We don't have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is uh, luckily it's been some good, uh, you know, good reports so far that have come out, but obviously still injured. Trey Young injured in this game with the deep bro- bone bruise is what they're calling it. So we go into game five, BJ. Our two stars are not in this game. And you, uh, as you watch this game, what were you looking for going into it? And then obviously we got to talk about Bobby Portis, got to talk about Brooke Lopez and talk about this Bucks team. Well, for the Milwaukee Bucks, what I was looking for was what was the style of play they were going to incorporate now that Giannis, their first option, was not going to be playing. Yep. And Brooke Lopez slid over to that number one spot and filled in beautifully. Mm. You know, we can't forget Brooke Lopez was an all-star. Brooke Lopez was, when he first came in his league, he was a scoring threat. His he career, is the he's the all time leading scorer for the Brooklyn Nets franchise. Yeah, he, his career in some regards reminds me of Bill Cartwright's. You know, Bill Cartwright came into this league. You know, when he first got drafted by the Knicks, he was an all, he was a premier offensive player, mm-hmm. and then at the later start later you know uh, part of his career, he turned into a defensive presence. But every now and then, he would let you know I can still score. <laughs> yeah, so to if watch I have Brooklyn, to, I can. yeah. So yeah. to watch Brooke, play, Brooke Lopez now play the game defensively the way he plays, okay, 
But he lets you know every now and then that, hey, I can still score. I can still do some things. And last night he was great. I mean, he was he was playing vertical basketball. He's catching out of the oops. He's posting. He's running the floor. He's still a very, very good offensive player. Always has been. And uh, he was terrific last night. I mean, they had no answers for him there in Atlanta. And it also showed us, BJ, something that we've been talking about with this playoffs. And, you know, we talked about the different levels of basketball and championship basketball has a certain type of DNA. And what we saw in this game, I thought, was Brooke Lopez reminding us that if you have a true big who can then turn it on, like you're saying, and has that all-star potential, the Hawks had no answer. And and that was the difference in this game. And that's why they have the quote-unquote championship level roster uh, when you kind of run through this. I mean, Atlanta, you know, they did their their best to fight and get back in this game and claw their way back into this game but they again like you said had no answer for Bobby Portis had no answer for Brooke Lopez and the bigs of the Bucks were really the difference in this game yeah it, it is and you can see this series is taking swing after swing you know something is always happening changing the way the teams are playing and yep. you can see that a lot of what's going on during this series in particular is on court on court in game adjustments so yep. you know Giannis gets hurt in game, what was that, game four, they come yep. back, game five, we'll see. Maybe Trey comes back. It's going to be a different-looking team in game six. So, you know, this, this has been great. Bobby Portis steps in. The starting lineup has, what, 20, <laughs> what, 22, 23 points? 22 points, yeah. So, I mean, this, this series has been a range of emotions. You know, it's great to hear the news about Giannis. Let's hope for him to have a speedy recovery. Uh, because that did not look good. But overall, I mean, you know, now we're headed back to Atlanta. I'm sure all of the Atlanta Hawk fans are ready to get back in the building, root their team on to victory. And then we might have a game seven here in Milwaukee when it's all said and done. So we'll see. The drama never uh, never stops here in this Atlanta versus Milwaukee series. Yeah, and it does feel uh, like Atlanta, you know, that they have the ability to win one at home. And like you said, game seven does not feel out of the question. I know a lot of people were talking about, you know, after last night, it does seem like a buck series, but I think they just held home court. You hope that we get to see Giannis again in this postseason. But again, we 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 don't expect something like that when you see an injury uh, like he had. Trey Young is supposedly going to try to go for game six. So if you're a Hawks fan, you do have the hope of that. Lou Will's been great. Um, trying to take on that that scoring role for the Hawks. Um, you know, Bogdanovich was really solid in this game as well. They have the potential Atlanta Hawks. I would not write them off. If I'm an Atlanta fan, I think you still got to have faith in this team. They've been able to bounce back multiple times throughout the playoffs. So uh, we know Nate McMillan's going to figure this out. So as they head back for game six, I, I just wanted to say that. I, I, I saw a lot of Bucks fans almost prematurely getting too excited, VJ. And I, I don't want them to get too ahead of themselves because the Hawks are going to give them another right-hand punch and, and fight their way back, I think. Well, yeah, you, you don't want to get too far ahead. You know, this Atlanta Hawks has been a very resilient group. Yes. Similar to the Clippers. Especially, especially in the playoffs. And so I expect them to come out swinging. Um, they've they've been responding to pressure all season in particular in the playoffs. So I don't expect anything less. I think this Hawks team now has earned the respect of everyone. Yes. Let's not disrespect them now. So let's proceed with caution into game six because you know they're going to set up. They're going to be ready and they're going to be prepared to play. And you know Nate is going to have this team ready to play. Yep. And if they're making shots, they're going to be tough to beat. So um, this series is far from over. Yeah. Can I just say this, BJ? If you're the Atlanta Hawks, Take that interim tag away. 
of Nate McMillan, right? I mean, it's about time. I'm so tired of seeing the cryon come up where it says Hawks interim coach, coach. Nate McMillan. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm done with that. He's the head yeah. coach of this team. And if, and if you don't want to pay him to be the head coach of this That's team, he could gladly go take another job. Give, because that, he's guy, one of the, give, give that man a five-year deal. Give that right? man. Yeah. Get, he's look, clearly it works for them. It yes. works for this group. And I think in everyone's best interest, let's get, Let's get the let's get the head coach signed, sealed, and delivered, so yes. we can move on to other pressing issues that you're going to need to do as the year goes on. Guys' contracts come up, come up, or come up, and do what you got to do. But Nate, for sure, should be the head coach of that uh, Atlanta Hawks franchise. Yeah, I just wanted to say that it, it keeps getting on my nerves every single time I see it, BJ. So I just wanted to point that out, Coach McMillan. You're the coach of the Hawks in our heart, and uh, you need to be on paper very soon. So we hope we get that deal done. Let's flip it to the other side, the Western Conference. Uh, The series is over. The Suns are in the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993, BJ. I was born in 1993, so that that will will tell you how long it's been since the Suns have been in the Finals. Uh, But uh, this team, what what an effort from Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns uh, in this Game 6. I want to get your thoughts on that because we haven't been able to to break this game down. But 41 points for Chris Paul and uh, an electric effort in the fourth quarter and it was fun to see. As you said, when he's running screen roll, he can go wherever he wants to go, and he was having fun uh, in the fourth quarter, and it was fun to see. Yeah, it's pretty funny. 1993, you were born, and I was already <laughs> playing <laughs> in the finals. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. funny. That's You're going for funny. the three-peat. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, uh, and, and here I am talking about someone who was born then. That's funny. Um, Chris Paul was not going to be denied. No. Nope. He, he's, he's knocked at the door so many times and been denied that he just kicked that door in. He didn't ask for permission. What I love about Chris Paul in this last game was he didn't ask for permission to win this game. Mm-hmm. He just he just kicked it in, kicked the door in and said, I'm here and I'm not leaving. And he was fantastic. We know he's a distributor, organizer, and all of those things. He didn't leave anything to chance. He no, no, no. He, he was not distributing. He was he, like, I'm going to take mine. I'm, I, 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 <laughs> he was like, just give me that. He didn't even say, I'm going to take it. He just said, give me that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give him credit. I mean, when you talk about playing with a sense of desperation, when mm. you say a, a sense of urgency, Chris Paul embodied everything you want your players to play with every time you walk on the floor. He, he's been there so many times. You know, he's been to this moment where, you know, something happens, he gets hurt or they lose a heartbreaking game or what have you. I just want to say one thing about Chris Paul. I want to give him credit for having the perseverance to Mm -hmm. battle what he's had to deal with in his career. You know, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. And Chris Paul, I will forever remember, you know, he plays with a chip on his shoulder anyway, right? And for him to be able to battle and have this opportunity at this stage of his career, and regardless of what has happened, right, wrong, fair, whatever, Chris Paul has always been a fighter. So uh, bravo to him. Bravo to the Phoenix Suns organization. And uh, what a great opportunity. And this team is playing terrific basketball. You know, Monty Williams, he's been fabulous. Then you talk about, you know, Devin Booker and, of course, the big man, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, well, yeah. So, you know, things are looking great for them. They have a young nucleus, Chris Paul, his veteran leadership. You know, you have every every reason to believe that this team is going to be a team to be reckoned with for the next two, 
three or four years possibly if everyone can stay healthy. Yeah, and Chris Paul, you know, I know we've said it multiple times on the show, but he was sent out basically to to the farm, you know, like you do with an old dog. When he got sent to Oklahoma City, there was everyone was saying that his career was over. Uh, there, there was no way back for him. His championship aspirations are dead. And all he did was go to OKC, turn them into a playoff team, and then go get traded to a better situation with his old coach, Monty Williams. So it was a very full circle moment. You could see the pride that he had. Um, as a kid, you know, my Aunt Sue... Uh, you know, taught him in middle school when he right. when his great when his grandpa, um, you know, was fatally shot. He scored 61 points in a game. I mean, that was local news that we all talked about. And and Chris is like you said, he's been a fighter. Uh, he's had so many you know moments in in his life that have been tr- you know trials and tribulations is probably the the nicest way you can put it. And he continues to bounce back. And and he's such a leader for this group. And right. you can see how much he's rubbed off on a Devin Booker and a DeAndre Ayton. And now those guys are going to be championship primetime players because of that bond and that relationship and and what they're building there in Phoenix. So. I I could not do anything but give him a full tip of the cap, and it does seem like you know, the, like the kids say, BJ CP three is finally getting his flowers, and uh, yes. he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, he he is, and he should, he should definitely get his respect. What he's done, and what a great example of you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And yeah, Chris Paul, say what you want to say. This young man is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely, he's had a Hall of Fame career. And this is just another example. If you hang in there, you know, you just keep fighting and you never know what can happen. And now he's getting an opportunity to win the final game of the season. He's four wins away. So um, what a great job by him. And uh, I mean, really just a great example of how you continue to just show up and be a pro. And uh, you never know what can happen. And Chris Paul embodies all of that. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally, understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around, like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Back to pushing through. I did want to ask you, BJ, because you played in the 90s. You played against Bill Lambeer. So you have seen uh, quite a a few things on a basketball court that might not be basketball related, so to speak. And uh, (laughs) Pat Beverly, you know, in this game, you know, has a moment where he pushes Chris Paul in the back and you know, it, it, it luckily nobody's hurt. Chris Paul is totally fine. So, you know, it's, it's all good, but just that, that moment, that play in time, it's obviously the heat of mo- heat of the moment, but did you take any way, anything away from that moment? Cause I know a lot of people have, have just been talking about that and I understand Pat Beverly being frustrated and that's part of the game. So I, I didn't really put too much stock into it from my perspective. Well, you know, I, I have so much respect for Pat, Pat, Patrick Beverly, because, you know, I know him. You know, he's he's a Chicago kid. Yep. Uh, and what people didn't realize is Patrick Beverly used to be a scorer in, in <laughs> high school. Patrick, I think he averaged over like 40 points a game or somewhere. I mean, he, he was in college, too, before. Yeah, yeah. Pat, Pat Beverly was a scorer. And he's a very emotional player, as we know. And trash talking is part of his persona. That's what he does, you know? Yeah. Um, did he cross the line? Absolutely. Yeah, I think he knows that. I think he, he knows that and he understands that. Patrick Beverly is... Is very much aware of what's going on out there on the floor. Absolutely. 
these very words. Now, you know, that whole scenario, I just have like, you know, at my age now, I, I just have flashback moments, you know? <laughs> and that moment, it just reminded me of our games with the, with, uh, the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we got in a little scuffle with the Pistons. I think it was Scotty who they pushed in the back, actually. And none of us reacted. The thing that caught my attention uh, with this last scuffle with um, the Clippers and, and the Suns was the reaction of the players. Mm-hmm. No one reacted because they have a championship mentality and they didn't want anything to mess up what they were trying to do. Yeah, we're that's, not getting suspended they, by they, reacting to this. That's what That's what caught my immediate reaction because – they didn't react emotionally. Mm-hmm. They were acting rational in this very emotional heated moment. moment. Yes. Yeah. And that to me was like, oh, this team, they're focused. Mm-hmm. And they know what they came here to do. That's what they, I was like, oh, wow. I was like, okay, this team is ready to win. And I re- And the reason I say that is because Detroit had always found a way for us to react to them and their antics. <laughs> and when they when we didn't react to their antics, you guys won. We won. Mm-hmm. And that's what it reminded me of. Now, my ego and all the other parts, I was like, man, where are the people that's gonna fight for Chris Paul? That's what I was <laughs> in. That's what yeah, my ego yeah. talk. A lot a lot of people were going at Jay Crowder for not doing anything, but yeah. Where's Jay Crowder? You know, Frank Frank was like looking right <laughs> Frank, at the whole day right, 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 right there. Yeah. You know, like every, so, but I was reminded of when you have a championship mentality, mm-hmm. everyone has to buy into what we're coming here to do. Now, Patrick Beverly, look, he he knows if, if Chris Paul reacts and maybe Devin Booker react. They come back and win that game because those guys get thrown out. They're not in game seven. Well, I think we know the significance of if Pat Bev misses and Chris Paul and Devin Booker miss or whomever. Mm-hmm. So I think the reaction by the Suns lets me know the difference between you react, you can react emotionally, or you can react and say, you know what, what's going on here? And let's come here to do what we're going to do. So I give the Suns team and the organization credit for having the discipline to say cooler heads will prevail because mm-hmm. that could have really escalated and went, that could have went in a totally different direction. But those guys, clearly they are focused on the task at hand, which is to win. They come, they came there, they did their jobs, and now they're moving on to the NBA Finals. And you know how they do the uh, where they, they'll cut into the huddle with the coaches and they'll have like, you know, usually right. some clip where they basically are saying nothing other than like, let's go, guys. Let's, you right. know, but they, they cut before that all happened. Monty Williams was in the huddle with everybody and he was saying, we just got to win this game. You know, all the other BS. Just don't worry about it. We just got to win this game. We got to get out of here clean. And so, you know, I, I think that was the understanding of this group. They know what Pat Beverly wanted to do. Like you said, he was trying to get a reaction. And and in fact, after he pushed and walked away, he was calm as can be because once he realized he didn't get that reaction, you know, for him, it was like, okay, it's over. <laughs> I, 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 I think Chris Paul's reaction later on mm-hmm. said everything that I thought. Like, I was like, okay, Chris Paul knows what's going on. Everyone yep. kind of knew what's going on, and now they've moved on. But 
you know, there, there's a part of all of our us that has these egos and we want to, you know, stand up and do our thing. And I get yeah. it. There's a time and place for everything. But clearly right now, this team is focused, the Phoenix Suns. Mm. And their reaction showed me that who, if they are going to get beat, you're going to have to be incredibly focused because this team is present in the moment. And that little incident just showed me, okay, they're ready to go. They're ready. They're ready to go out here and fight, you know, for the next, you know, four wins that's going to, which one of these teams are going to get, you know, to be crowned champion this year. And I think the good news, if you're a Suns fan, is, you know, they've already, you know, they swept the Nuggets and then they had to wait for the Clippers, you know, as they were battling through that series. So they've already done the, you know, rust versus rest argument. They've already had one of those windows where they've had to wait a little while before they play, you know, in the next round. So that gives me even more, uh, you know, I'm more inspired to believe that they have a real shot at winning this thing. Um, it, you've been there, BJ. You've been in the finals. Uh, what what do you do as you wait around for your <laughs> for your opponent to get there? Uh, do you just do you scout them? Do you watch games? I mean, obviously you watch the games, but are you are you scouting as much as possible, or are you just trying to keep a clear head before you really know who your opponent is? Well, I should be asking Monty. I mean, Monty has his team. He's doing things I've never seen, right? So they yep. get a, they they you know they swept one team. They're off for what 10, 12 days or so. Yep. By the way, they're going to lose one of their best players to COVID, so he can't even be around the team. And then they come out and what win four two in this series. Yep. So I think whatever Monty is doing with this group is working, and you know every situation is different. I think this year and all of the trials and tribulations that everyone is going through, Tate, I think has helped them be able to handle these situations and problem solve. So mm -hmm. normally what you do is you try to maintain your conditioning and game timing and all those things. But I think now with everything that has happened, that has transpired here over the last year with COVID and in the bubble and all of the things, I think these players have come accustomed to this you know, not being able to get a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so I think whatever they're doing, just keep doing it because they clearly are prepared. They're ready to play. But more importantly, they believe in each other. And uh, mm -hmm. this team is, they've been a terrific group. And I've said this all year. They've been playing well on the road all season. And that's continued here in the playoffs. And you can see they finish and wrap up another series on the road. And that's a great sign of a, of a really good team. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the Suns have kind of won over America's heart, it does feel like. I mean, my mom has turned into the biggest Devin Booker fan. Uh, I mean, she obviously already already loved Chris Paul. So, I mean, the, the Suns have endeared themselves uh, to the people. So, I from the bubble Suns to the, to the, the NBA Finals, I mean, you talk about from when we stopped down last year in March, you know, what the perception was of this Phoenix Suns franchise, who they were as a team. And, and what they were able to do drastically shift things to go to an actual contender. I, I mean, I think you got to give kudos to Monty Williams and obviously, you know, those players on that team for really bu buying in and believing in themselves and now getting a result and uh, getting a result against the Lakers. I mean, I know LeBron and AD, but uh, I mean, against the Lakers, against the MVP with the Nuggets, against a Clippers team that was, I mean, look <laughs> like they could never, they were never out of any series. I mean, those were three very tough, hard fought series. And, you know, all, all the narratives on TV. BJ, they want to talk about asterisk and and all these things about you know this year's playoffs because of the injuries. 
I, I have no time for that because you have to get the Phoenix Suns their credit because all they've done is play great basketball and they've had their own issues. Like you said, Chris Paul had to miss two games in the conference finals and they've right. still been able to battle back. So kudos to them. Yes, they, they have. And, you know, another thing is they've been, knock on wood, they've been healthy. Yes, for the most of course. Part. Okay. And as you can see in these playoffs, health is a major concern, right? Mm-hmm. Not taking away anything from anyone. Every team is battling the same thing. Clearly, the health of the Lakers well documented. Yes. You know, you don't just lose Jamal Murray and then expect to win, you know, against Denver. And then this series, you know, Kawhi, Leonard. No Kawhi Leonard. So the playoffs, everyone is playing, but health is, a, is an issue. And, you know, we know we need talent. I say this all the time. I know you need talent. You need toughness, okay? But you need a little luck, too. Yes. And and you need a lucky bounce here and there to go along. The way, you know, one bounce can it can can really is a game changer. You know, a lucky bounce here, a lucky bounce there. So give those guys credit, Phoenix Suns, for persevering. Give those guys credit for hanging in there. But more importantly, um, they've had all the right bounces thus far. Yeah. And um, they have talent without question. Very deserving, and uh, let's hope this continues. You know, but right now we got to get through this Eastern Conference three-two, mm. the Hawks, the Bucks, and uh, let's see who's going to be crown champion. That's going to represent the East in the NBA Finals. I know we're so close, BJ. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here: uh, the NIL stuff, you know, had passed uh, July first, and now we got a headline that Mike Midas just sent me: uh, Hersey Miller, masterpiece son has signed a $2 million deal with an quote-unquote American technology company. Um, he is an incoming freshman at Tennessee State. So we just want to shout out Master P because if there's anyone that has been able to always get ahead and, and be ahead of the curve, it is Master P. And yet again, I mean, his son, Hersey Miller, right on top of it too. Yeah, I just want to say this. I know this is corny, but I want to say it. Make him say, oh. <laughs> You That's know, all it is. No Master, little soldiers are everywhere, BJ. Master P, <laughs> you know, when I met him some, I don't know, 20 years ago, <laughs> I mean, he embodies what's everything that when you say someone who understands and works, he works at it. Mm-hmm. He works at it. Like, there's no grass growing under his feet. This guy here, man, is when you say you get 24 hours in a day. Master he's working. P, he's he's working every hour. Master yeah. P is working 24 hours, <laughs> moving and shaking. He's now, in different industries. Yeah. This man has energy, but he's always been this way. So when yes. I hear things about him, it never surprises me because I go. He's the he keeps me up at night because I'm going when I get tired or I'm feeling down. I go, I know what P's doing. <laughs> I know what P's doing. He, he's P, picking you up full court. P, P <laughs> I know what P's doing. I know what he's doing. This guy has been this way. He is an inspiration to say, you know what? He don't talk about it. He's about this. Mm-hmm. He's about this. He's about understanding. He's about relationship building. He's about the positivity. 
And you know what? That man put in his work. I can't say nothing. Other, yeah. I, I can't even be surprised anymore. If, if there's a dollar to be made, P is somewhere around there. He's somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. All, all I can say, BJ, is if you're the new New Orleans Pelicans, hire this man. You know what I mean? This this is the time. <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> give, the, give the man a job. He says he's ready. I watched the video that he put out. I was immediately, I was like, how are you not going to hire this man? He's just a winner. He's just a winner. It was a great, you know what? Hey, hey, he played in the league. He played in the league too. Hey, hey, I, what can I say? All I know is it'd be different if you say, "Okay, he's this way when the camera's on." No, this no. is actual P. P is like this every day, all day, twenty four hours a day. This man yeah. is out trying to figure out how to go get it. And and if he don't know about a subject matter or he doesn't know about a business. <laughs> This is what I love about him. He will go and find out about that so that he can get himself in that business. And then he'll share what he learns, that knowledge with the people. That's what he's always done. That, that, hey, man. I, the the I first person I ever heard in my life talk about ownership. You know, he used to have this show on Nickelodeon with Romeo, and little Romeo was like the star of the show, and he was the dad on the show. And he was talking about ownership and equity and all that stuff. I mean, this is like 2005 on Nickelodeon. P is the best. I can't say. <laughs> P is the best. All I know is that he is going to figure it out. You got to watch the master work. That's it. He is going to, you know what? His name fits him. He is a master. Mm-hmm. He, it, it fits him. And you know what? And uh, I, I, I have so much respect for what he, what he has done in his career, what he is doing. But more importantly, all the people he touches, right? Because he's yep. he's everywhere. Like I just want to know how he has the energy to do it. He's mm-hmm. he's on this radio show. He's doing this over here. <laughs> he's selling product over there. Yeah, he's selling shoes. Oh, by the way, he's got a music. Oh, he's got a film. I mean, last time we saw him, he introduced us to a, a presidential nominee Man. that he was trying to get run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> P is everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. everywhere. I, I, it's it's got to be ten of them. It can't just be the same guy. <laughs> There's got to be ten of him. Yeah. You know, but you know what, you know, bless him. And, uh, you know, he, he's great. And we got to get him on the show. Not that we, do. we, we do. We do. We got to. Yeah. We got to get him. And then he needs to tell us about Hersey because like I'm, I haven't seen Hersey play, but he was like a four star, five star prospect. I mean, he could have gone to any one of these top flight schools, decided to go to an HBCU because he wanted to make that impact there. So, look. You, you got to respect all that. Um, we got to get we got to get Pete yeah. on the show. You know what? I got to call. I got I got to check in with him anyway. I got to yeah, check please. in with Pete. Please do that. Uh, anything else, BJ? Before we get out of here, before wait, wait, we go, yeah, call I got Master a couple Pete. things. I got a couple things. One, one. Hold on. Oh yes, the lightsaber's back. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, it's it's the right sound. Yeah. To the dark side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brooke, this is for you. Only I will only do this for Brooke. <laughs> and when we are in water tape, what do we do? We got to make waves. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate all the Brooke Lopez fans for tuning in. BJ, he's going to work on his uh, his Jedi, uh, you know, training right now and get ready for the you know the NBA Finals. BJ, we promised Brooke if they made it to the finals, we would come there with the lightsabers. So. We're we're one game away, uh. You know, shout out to the Hawks. We're 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 hoping that you guys get it done. But if not, we're gonna celebrate Brooke Lopez in the NBA Finals. I uh, appreciate all of our listeners that are pushing through, and we'll see you early next week. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>